We got some signings for the AHL team, Charlotte Checkers. We have some hot takes from former and current Florida Panthers. And we're going to discuss the first game of the prospect showcase up in North Carolina between the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes prospects, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, September 16th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Rwanda Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey and Locked On NHL on podcasts and on YouTube, along with this show where they'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, we are six days away from the start of training camp uh, as far as the NHL squad. But rookie camp is two days of rookie camp have come and gone. And we have a game, uh, actual Florida Panthers players in cat sweaters getting on the ice, putting 60 minutes of work for the franchise of the Florida Panthers. And we're going to get more of that into the last segment. But there was a few signings for the Florida Panthers in their AHL uh, affiliate, Charlotte Checkers. Um, The the Florida Panthers have signed J.F. Berube, goalie, to a PTO. uh, And people have been wondering, what does that, what did that mean for possibly another goalie that signed under a PTO in Andrew Hammond, AKA the Hamburglar. And it was reported today that Andrew Hammond did sign, did sign a contract to in the, to go back to the KHL. Uh, Don't know if I have the pronunciation correct. It was tractor, tractor, Binks of the KHL. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing that, but he is going to the KHL. So the JF Berube PTO makes a lot of sense um, in that aspect. (laughs) It's funny because uh, Florida Panther fans, as far as this past season, have a really bad memory of JF Berube. If you go back all the way to February, uh, we were talking about the high scoring affair between the Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets in their first two games. And was talking about how history repeating itself could possibly be in the favor of the Panthers, but it was quite the opposite with JF Brube uh, not giving up as much goals as the Florida Panthers uh, did in their first two matchups, even though JF Brube was only the starter in that last one between uh, the Panthers and the Blue Jackets. And that was also the game that Jonas Johansson made his, one of his two starts for uh, the Cats just and that was also a weird stretch into the season where the Florida Panthers were lost to uh, three straight home games against backup goaltenders in JF Berube, uh, David Radich, and Mikko Koskinen of the Edmonton Oilers. So that was weird, weird stretches of the season. Those, it, and, and listen, 
the Florida Panthers are going to have a weird stretch like that again this season that might not make sense when you look at the season as a whole. We have 82 games of these to break down, to talk about, to overreact, uh, underreact, you, you name it. But the Florida Panthers signed Jeff Berube to a PTO. Let's see if he makes a team or he gets a spot down in Charlotte. But there's a little bit of a logjam down in uh, Charlotte and even possibly Greenville. Excuse me, not Greenville. Um, Estero for the Florida Everblades uh, affiliate change. Uh, my, my, my apologies, uh, Cats fans. But po- po- possibly an opportunity for one, one of those two things to happen. Don't know if the Florida Panthers carry three goaltenders like they did last year. Th- that seems uh, a little unlikely. Another signing that the Florida Panthers did make was uh, Riley Nash, a 33-year-old winger, to a AHL deal with the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, a little bit of a familiar name for the Florida Panthers as far as the last few seasons. Uh, spent with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Did, didn't really have much of a big role with them. Has made, mostly been, made his career in the, in the AHL, a little bit with Syracuse, a little bit with the Charlotte Checkers the first time around when they were under the Carolina Hurricanes affiliation. So uh, a little bit of a depth piece for the, the Checkers as well. And, you know, where the Florida Panthers are, we're, we're going to be constantly trying to see the philosophy that the front office is trying to implement to this franchise. Of course, the cap situation is where it is. Signing older players to one-year deals or PTOs to, and, and kind of helping them uh, helping the young guys uh, get help them get to the, the next level. And you need some of that veteran leadership on the NHL side and on the AHL side. So Riley Nash coming into the mix for the Florida Panthers could be good for, for the young guys down in Charlotte. It's an AHL deal only for, for now. Uh, we, we don't know what the future holds for Riley Nash in as far as coming up for, to the Panthers and signing him to an actual contract. But we'll see as the season goes on. But, you know, lots of lots of depth pieces really uh this season as far as them working still up in the air uh because there there's only so much that bill zito had at his disposal this offseason i know in the beginning of the offseason we were really hammering on trading patrick hornquist to try to get some cap relief for the panthers but that didn't happen the panthers look like they're sticking to what they got there uh with with hornquist as well and it's going to rip for as far as that, this is, I don't want to say the consequence of it, but this is just the result of not not getting that off the books for, for the Panthers, that they have to go in different directions as far as, as these signings for not only the NHL roster, but down in, in Charlotte. So, you know, great opportunity for the Panthers, great opportunity for these guys as well to get some playing time as well. So... Could be a good situation for every everybody involved, but the the it's strange between because it, it it happens just a day a few days after TJ Shalow, the voice of the Charlotte Checkers, comes on the show, and then this happens. Uh, you're gonna hear plenty of TJ Shalow on, on the call uh, up up down in Charlotte to discuss all the players. Uh, who are who are there who are on the on their way up even the veterans who are going to be helping these guys so make sure to to follow tj uh under um, at, at tj underscore shallow um if you want if you haven't listened to thursday's episode yet of locked on panthers make sure to listen to that on youtube and on audio so great conversation and it great time and great timing as everything for the florida panthers rookie camp and prospect showcase which 
I had a lot of fun watching. But once again, we'll get into segment that into segment number three. But we need to talk. We need to cover something important that I cannot wait until Monday to discuss. Really, a comment that was made yesterday. And me wanting to react to that. We're going to discuss that comment next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And Bet Online is, is the number one source for all your pro and college betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week game. Bet Online is your continuous source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, so there was a comment made yesterday uh, where Mackenzie Weger was interviewed by TSN uh, ahead of the Calgary Flames season starting. And, you know, talking about his opportunity with Calgary, talking about the trade. And then he was asked whether the Calgary Flames are a much better team than what Florida has now. And Mackenzie Weger said that the Calgary Flames do have a better squad and they're better positioned to, to be better than Florida. And, you know, there was a lot of reactions on online about it. And I asked, I put out a poll out for asking you guys, the fans, on whether this is something or nothing. And I'm going to go back to the poll real quick. But it was last time I checked, it was over almost 75%, three quarters that said nothing. 51 votes on this poll, and 76.5 of you said that it was nothing. There's two ways to look at this. Number one is that he's a guy who was the sixth to last pick of the draft, made his way all the way from the ECHL all the way to the NHL, got a big role with this team, being a number one pair defenseman opposite Aaron Eckblad, and then gets traded. And, you know, I don't don't know what the meaning behind – not meaning, what the – what the message is behind that saying that they're better, but what do you expect him to say at the same time? I mean, you're, of course you're supposed to be confident about your squad. Of course. And Matthew Kachuk was asked about it by Tom Gulitti asking if, if he agrees with Mackenzie Weger's statement on Calgary being better than Florida. And of course, Matthew Kachuk is going to disagree with it. He says, no, I think we have a, have a better squad. And, you know, it, it's just I, I'm personally not going to have my feelings hurt about it. I, I knew I know some out there were being really hurt about it. And I've seen a few things saying that they people wanting them to fail. And honestly, for me, I don't want Jonathan Huberto nor Mackenzie Weger to fail on an individual basis. You know, I'm, I'm cheering for those guys no matter what, even whether they're in Florida or whether they're in Calgary or, or anywhere else. But also, it was reported by Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet on the latest 32 Thoughts podcast about the t- type of extension that Mackenzie Weger will, will likely receive. 
from the Calgary Flames. And it's and the AAV is looking around the ballpark of six point five million, kind of like the Hampus Lindholm deal is what Elliot Freeman spoke about of the Boston Bruins when they traded Hampus Lindholm from the Anaheim Ducks to the Boston Bruins, and seeing where Huberto's cap hit is currently and what Mackenzie Weger's cap hit could be, because this is just a report. There's no official confirmation until it's signed, but. You could see it one of two ways as well. You could see it as a, the Florida Panthers dodged the bullet by by signing those two and decreasing their window and having a real sense of urgency just these next two years, and then that's it. And then they could fall off a cliff, possibly. And you could see it as well as this. Good teams, great teams, regardless of how great they are, you can't keep everybody. And it happens in <laughs> almost in every sport that has a salary cap. I mean, I'm, I'm, like we see it in, in hockey with the Tampa Bay Lightning. They can't keep everybody. Andre Pilat was someone that, that, got, um, that left for free agency. Ryan McDonough got traded. But I also think of like a football example, for example. Uh, in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens are one team that is constantly – in the in the playoffs, I, it's funny because the Dolphins play them this Sunday, but they are a team that's culturally always getting rid of a guy a year too early instead of a year too late. And and the New England Patriots did that did that for many years with Belichick and Brady. But as far as as far as the Panthers and Bill Zito's philosophy, that 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 is nearly the same thing is getting rid of guys a year too early before a year too late. And with the age factor in it, the cap as well, and how the tail end of it, of the contracts are going to look, it's still the right decision to, to make the trade. And listen, uh, it, 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 there's still going to be some growing pains for the Panthers this year, but hey, um, we, we take this one a few weeks at a time, a, a game at a time, month a, a few months at a time as well. But not, I'm not, I don't want to look too far as far as November and December. It really, I, I, I just want really want to focus on the first few weeks of the season, how the Panthers are going to look and how the Panthers are going to receive the message of head coach Paul Maurice as well, because. There's so many, there's so much turnover on a on a team that just won the president's trophy. You would think that you would think that on paper, a, a team that won the president's trophy would run it back because they believe in that talent. But then you, you know, age is a factor. That 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 we can't deny that age is a factor for players on the team. And average age, the 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 Panthers got got a lot younger. And an opportunity to grow and still a good portion of this team is back and they, they have a taste of that winning. And and that's the most important part. They have a taste of, of that. So that's, that's the really, that, that is really the biggest takeaway of winning a playoff round, even if it didn't look the prettiest, you know, it, it, it took some, a little bit of luck um, for the Panthers, not, not saying that they didn't earn it, uh, that's not what I'm saying, but of course we we saw what happened in 
in game four with a, with a miss empty net uh, goal by Washington. They pounced on it. The, the three goal comeback in game five uh, and everything, everything after that, of course, but you still have a little bit of that taste and a possibility, a possibility for the Panthers to come back hungry. And of course, Matthew Kachuk, he's a second round exit as well in, in, in the very same year. So he's going to come a little hungry as well come training camp. So once you put the skates on and once you get on the ice, then we could all this judging of what we've spoken about of the Panthers this offseason, is their defense core really going to take that step back? We think on paper it is, but hey, once you actually play the games, that narrative can very well change. That And, you know, I, I hope that I hope that I'm proven wrong saying that there will be growing pains and that the Panthers can just um, not necessarily cruise, but still find a way to find themselves in a position that they get off to a good start that they're not playing catch up really. That that's really the name, the name of the game. We saw, we've experienced for so many years, this team playing catch up. I mean, Bob Bugner years are a perfect example of that. All these games in hand. I mean, but you know the the schedule um, in in October is is it's very favorable for the Panthers, and we're gonna go over that kind of next week on the show. Not not now, but it, it's it's a good way for the Panthers to really really get off to a good start and to really show the world that this Presidents Trophy winning team, though it's not the same, that they are not just gonna be a team that's just a one year wonder for across the NHL and that that it's going to continue to be a destination franchise. And that's what the Florida Panthers, Captain Alexander Barkov, Aaron Ekblad, Sergey Bobrovsky and crew are, are trying to consistently prove uh, to the rest of the NHL world. In segment number three, we are going to talk about game one of the prospect showcase up in North Carolina. It was an exciting time for myself and I'm sure a lot of you who got to see hockey back on your televisions or computer screens or phones, wherever you may be watching. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Friday, September 16th edition of the show. And we had some hockey, some Florida Panthers hockey, and it's it's that it's that time of year and with the prospect tournament going on, an opportunity for these players to really, you know, if you've played any sports and and you've been around a coach that probably you've never been around before or an organization, especially since a lot of these guys are just recently drafted, you are doing your absolute best to just try to impress, to to make sure you get noticed. And that's really what, each and every one of these players are are trying to do during this during this tournament, and of course, th- with being Aaron Ekblad even spoke about it even a few of a, a, a few years ago, talking about how when you're in the middle of the season on the NHL level, that you can kind of go on autopilot sometimes throughout the season. This, this specific tournament and this specific time, rookie camp, prospect camp for, back in July. You cannot be on autopilot whatsoever. And and any any games that you watch, these next three, we, we just had one earlier this morning. Um, 
you're going to see all effort throughout these guys and it's not going and it's going to be high energy and that's really what uh myself that i could appreciate in the prospect tournament for for the florida panthers and even the rest of the nhl an opportunity for coaches to see who can i work with who who is a good listener who's a who who listens who processes the information then goes out and puts it out on the ice and really the the florida the florida panthers they really it's took a little bit for them the first 10 minutes was really filled with a lot of rushes going the other the other way for them matt matt gudsta who was the who's the starter for the panthers undrafted out of the ohl from the barry colts uh had faced a lot of chances and really kept this florida panthers team in the game i mean i know uh they they gave up a goal on a rush chance going the other way, a delayed penalty by Justin Sordiff. But outside of that penalty, Justin Sordiff was very noticeable. Behind the net, a backhand uh, opportunity in front of the net didn't go in. But you see Justin Sordiff, the stick skills and the fast skating, the change of direction that he he has in him. You know, um, he he was a star in in the in the last prospect um, showcase last year and re- and had and earned it with getting a, an A on his on his sweater along with Patrick Giles and Dennis Cesana, uh, Cesana um, defenseman. So those are your three alternate uh, captains for the Panthers. Matt Gusta looked great, but really it, it the, in and it, it on five on five, the Carolina hurricanes were starting, were had active sticks, a lot of deflections that, which led to the odd man rushes going the other way, but the Panthers made Jordy Kinnear and company made adjustments along the way. And, you know, and the Carolina Hurricanes caught out of position a lot too. Uh, gave the Panthers a lot of power play opportunities. I, I believe there was five. I, I mean, there, there, there's not really many stats on the, on the, on the prospect showcase. They don't even show shots on goal. But I was seeing a lot of. I, I was seeing a very dominant first period by the Carolina Hurricanes just by watching watching the game. But Matt Gutzis stood tall. The the broadcast, which is a Carolina hurricane specific broadcast was talking about Mac dudes, this big frame. And he was my first star of the game for the Panthers, keeping them uh, in it. But honestly, the, the Panthers were getting in front of the net later on. They were, even though they struggled on the power play at first, they were able to uh, convert on the power play. The first uh, power play goal was the, uh, was Xavier Cormier uh, off a deflection of Santu Kanunen. Uh, So, the the Panthers they struggled early they uh, but they found a way to to break through uh, later I mean also uh, the the Panthers they out outskated really the Carolina Hurricanes especially in that uh, third third period one also one player I also want to note is Josh da- Josh Davies they Josh Davies caught the Carolina Hurricanes on a change uh, when the pan- when the Panthers were leading two one and just took it right by himself forehand backhand to make it three one uh, as well and even and even on a shorthanded opportunity the the Carolina Hurricanes were having a hard time handling the puck right on the blue line as they were on the power play and then Josh Davies just takes it by himself doesn't get a goal but still creates another opportunity for uh the Panthers going the other way uh shorthanded another uh, star of this game uh Sandus Vilmanis um he has a beautiful feed to uh, Patrick Giles, and then um, who was skating right in from the left circle and accelerates right into the net. And also, um, Sandis Velmanis, uh, he uses his speed for the sixth goal of, of the game 
uh, to make it 6-1. And it was just uh, a demolition for, for the Panthers in that third period. Started a little slow in the in the first, started to get it going, and just really was, as far as the skating and going back and forth, change of direction, the, the Florida Panthers uh, prospects were really starting to to tire out the the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, really. And, you know, you got all types of goals. You got rebound goals by Liam Ar- Arnsby, a tip-in by Cormier, backhand, right on the doorstep, a, a short side goal. And you, you, you had all types of different different ways that the what that the, that the Panthers scored. You saw them really aggressive in their board battles. Neutral zone was a little troublesome at first, but the the Panthers they 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 were passing into the in right into the sticks of the Carolina Hurricanes, but they were finding a way to to get to be more patient when entering the zone and and finding finding the open man uh as they were as they were cutting in into the slot. So uh great Great, great first impression for uh, Jordy Kinnear's squad up in North Carolina. And uh, the, the Florida Panthers, they will have a practice day on Saturday right before they will take on the prospects of the Tampa Bay Lightning Sunday at 1 p.m. Um, for those of you who are also football fans, you could also, why not watch both games at the same time for the for both the Florida Panthers and the, the Miami Dolphins? I know they play at the same time, but... An opportunity for to see the young guys out there and and getting uh, more more playing time. And once again, uh, uh, once again, another another player that I want to to highlight here is Merrick Alsher. Uh, was a guy who got on the rush for for the Panthers and and for the fifth goal of the game. That's another uh, player that I I want to highlight for the Panthers. But three stars of the game for for the Panthers. Third star of the game, Josh Davies. Like I said, sc- um, sc- scored uh, the scored uh, in the game in the game, uh, and also a shootout goal. That, remember that these prospect tournaments they have shootouts after. Uh, second second star of the game, Sandis Vilmanis, who had an assist and a goal in this one. And then number one star of the game for the Florida Panthers is Mac Guzda. Mac Guzda, an opportunity for him to be the backup to Alex Lyon uh, um, down in Charlotte, but. A possibility for him to to also play a little bit in Estero for the Florida Everblades this season, but has really made a good case for him to possibly play uh, in in Charlotte. If you're looking at which him getting more starts, I would love to. As far as getting the reps in, maybe it's best if he starts in Estero for at least his first season under the Florida Panthers organization, just to like get, because even TJ Shalot spoke about it on the recent episode of locked on Panthers is that goalies, the best thing that they could get is reps. And that's how they get better getting some reps. And chances are Alex Lyon is probably going to be the number one guy in Charlotte. So may, don't be surprised if we see Matt Gusta, even if he plays well, the rest of this tournament, um, don't know if he starts game two of of, of the prospect tournament, but uh, we if he if he starts either, either the third period as well or even the last game against Nashville, which will be on Monday, we we could very well see Matt Gusta start in Estero and be and get the reps there to eventually hopefully move move him up to Charlotte and then who who knows where the Florida Panthers go from there because goalies it, it's like. Yeah, you get the you get more sure things when you draft in the first round, but 
really for goalies, you can get any of them, not any of them, but you could develop any goalie really from any round and they could become Vesna Trophy winners. I mean, Sergei Bobrovsky, somebody who was undrafted, a two-time Vesna Trophy winner. And, you know, you never know where they could come from. So a very encouraging uh, day and for, for Matt Guzda uh, and a very encouraging day for the Florida Panthers prospects as well. So, so one wanted to get this pot out uh, after the first game of the prospect tournaments. And of course it really fit in with like the schedule that I had the last few days and, and really the fact that it started at 10 is like, okay, watch this game and, and talk about it because it's still in the Friday window. So uh, thank you guys uh, for uh, listening to this episode of Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, we're going to have more of recaps of the prospect tournament against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Nashville Predators. We're also going to have another division preseason crossover edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We have three more teams to cover. We have the Boston Bruins, we have the Buffalo Sabres, and we have the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm going to leave that as a surprise as which of the teams we are going to have a crossover show with. So make make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to the audio version of the show. We are almost at 200 subscribers on the YouTube channel. So make sure to smash that subscribe button and the like button as well on every video that you see here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. So, uh, and and of course you get to you get to see the background uh, here on the video version. You get to see the this uh, office that I do the do the show from. So uh, make sure to subscribe uh, to the show on on all different types of platforms. So thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys on Monday.